Yeah. Oh, excited today. That must be <laughs> that extra sunlight. Uh, Aaron, Young Gun Rose. Hello. Oh, please. <laughs> Despondent. No, he's Despondent. He's full. He's full. <laughs> yeah, he was just eating. He was just eating off air. He was sneezing off air. Yeah, he's he's ready. He's ready to go. <laughs> I can tell. What Aaron, why why so down? That's not like you. You always give us shit for being down. Because it's winter here, and I'm afraid it's going to get dark at four o'clock. <laughs> well, good news is it's only it's only like that for the four months. <laughs> it's a short season out in Toronto. Yeah, it's a short season. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a good idea. Try to get out. All right, listen, lots to uh, lots to cover today uh, because we've got a, uh, everyone's favorite. The great it's great season, right? It's grading time, uh, which is great. Of course, maybe not so great for grade E, um, <laughs> but. Uh, First, we're going to start, and you know what, Kitch, I'm going to start with you because I'm now convinced based on uh, some of the feedback on Hate Talk and uh, Hate Graham, uh, I think people are only here to listen to Aaron. I don't think they give a shit what we have to say, so we might as well leave him till the end uh, so they have something to look forward to. Uh, but here we go. Kitch, 20 games in, 9-11. Give us your assessment at the quarter poll. We are officially 25% of the way in uh, with a game tonight against the Heat. So what do you got for me? So 9-11, 9-11 is, Ooh, well, it's, kind of, it's kind of fitting. Uh, 9-11 is, so the end of the season, that's 36. That's 36 wins, 44 losses. It's exactly where the odds makers, I think, had us pretty much. 36 and a half wins, wasn't it, was our, was our line. So so the preseason's uh, pundits have hit it, would, would say 9-11 was exactly where we should be at the at the first quarter mark. Um, from the team standpoint, we still, we talk about this every week. We still not, have not fixed a lot of the problems from previous years, the shooting problem, the free throw problem. Um, there's just some cohesion, we, some cohesion that doesn't seem to exist in the team. And also we just don't have that talent level to be a lot better than nine to 11. So same old, same old story. Um, I'm not surprised if you told me it's going to be nine 11 to begin the season. I would have thought, yeah, that's probably fair. I probably would have thought we'd be nine 11 after 20 games. Okay. Uh, Aaron, what do you got? 20 games in. Have you, you know, that Dennis Green, the coach of, I think it was the. Uh... Uh, don't steal. I was going to use that. Don't oh, use that. Sorry. They are who they thought they, we were. They are. They are who we, we thought. Are. thought oh, they come were. on. <laughs> they were 41 and 41 last year. Trap. <laughs> they didn't really get any better, and, but they didn't get much worse. They basically ran it back and they still can't shoot. They didn't do much to address the shooting. And here they are. As Kitch mentioned, nine and eleven, and they kind of looked exactly like who we thought they were. So we'll quote Dennis Green here. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, uh, Kitch, I actually hadn't done the math. There, you're right. They're exactly on pace for 36 wins, which is uh, disturbing uh, for a number of reasons. Um, <laughs> for a number of zero reasons. Uh, yeah. Listen, I'm I'm a I'm a bit torn. I, I think. I think nine eleven actually is the worst record they could have right now. I I really do think that they, they pissed away. Or I'm sorry. Certainly... Do you remember all those games where they came back down twenty points and they could it could have been a lot uglier. <laughs> well, no, because those are games they should have won against San Antonio and Washington, right? So they got to win those games anyway. So I agree, they could have lost them, but the games that were winning, like that Chicago game, uh, the Boston game, there's at least a couple others that you said they you know they had a big lead in Indiana. Uh, like they're just so. I, I'm just trying to give a bit of a 
of a, I guess, optimistic view of this. Like, I do think nine eleven is probably the worst record they could have twenty games in here. I don't think it. I don't think it could be a, a lot worse. It could probably be a little bit. It could, I mean, if they were eleven and nine, it wouldn't shock you, uh, based on, on what they have. But it doesn't take away the fact they could be eleven and nine, and nothing would have changed in our opinion from the glaring, glaring, glaring holes uh, that they have. And basically, uh, if we don't have three guys playing lights out, three of our starters, are if they're not playing lights out in any given game, we're kind of out of it. Right? We kind of have no chance. Like We need high-level performances. I know this is going to sound crazy, too. What, what, a, what a concept. You need high-level performances from your, from your best players night in, night out. We have no margin for error uh, on this team. You look at a team like the Celtics, uh, you know, they can get it from somewhere else. Like, I think Sam Hauser's the top uh, three-point shooting uh, player in the league when he, uh, from an open. Like, I, Aaron, I, you had one of your takes, and uh, it kind of shocked me when it was Sam Hauser. So at first, I thought it was Peyton uh, Pritchard, but it was, it was Sam Hauser. Like, we just don't have – like, how many big performances have we had off the bench um, that you could argue won us a game? Whereas we've seen it a bunch of times against us, right, the next game, right, two guys off the bench won them that game uh and we just haven't we don't have a ton of those performances nor do i think we have a ton of that uh capability so whether we were 11 and 9 9 11 uh 12 and 8 what well, it doesn't matter I, I think the the problem is the glaring holes in this lineup um it's almost like it's a foregone conclusion. it's almost like we there's nothing we can do about it and that our fortunes are cemented into that 36 to 40 ish uh win if we stick with it which is a whole other question we'll get to uh in a minute so uh, you know, with that said, I'm I'm trying to be uh, somewhat optimistic here, but it it's uh, it's a challenge, and I think even uh, after 20 games, even Aaron's gone dark on us. I think I think uh, Aaron. Had, oh yeah, yeah. yeah I sure. mean, if we if we will, I, Aaron, we promise obviously never share our our chat uh, on social media that we have with each other. But yeah, we've even lost you a little bit. We brought you to the dark side a little bit. So uh, that's when you know all may be lost uh, when the younger yeah. generation. And it, and it goes back to the beginning when, when Aaron's buddies said, hey, Aaron, you, you can't be too negative. And Aaron came to the pod saying, guys, we can't be too negative. And, and now he's just he's kind, kind, kind uh, of down the rabbit hole. Yeah, it's true, Aaron. Aaron it's true. Yeah, and don't blame us. This is bound to happen to you. This is not the kitchen bar influence. <laughs> it's, it's been tough to be positive. I think you can be positive about Scotty Barnes, who has looked, for the most part, taking a step forward this season. Hey, 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 don't, don't get, don't jump the grading system. We're going to get to them. We're gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is big picture stuff, not specifics. Big picture, big picture. And Aaron, if you've ever played like blackjack with Bart, you'll know, like he's always like, if, if he caught one more hand, he's got one more hand, like it could have been a huge night. Or we just one more break. Of the, but he, he doesn't, he forgets that river he got on the 21 on the last hand. Like that's just an automatic. Win, no, so. I, listen, yeah. it, it, listen, Aaron, do you play any blackjack? Does your dad play blackjack when he's not playing? <laughs> I maker? have played, I'm. I've played blackjack a little bit. I'm not a big gambler. <laughs> I loved your dad, by the way. I love. Let's we get your dad in the pod for sure. Totally. I definitely want your dad totally. in the pod. Yeah, yeah we have to do that. He's yeah. all over. The, he, loved, he won't let the euchre thing go. I love it. Uh, but no, listen, <laughs> that's how it works in blackjack. You have those. It's like things are going well. You get to a relatively large bet, and boom, something. You know, uh, dealer draws twenty one. Next thing you know, you, and then you, like, you win the next four hands. So it's like, yeah, that would have been. That's exactly what would have happened. <laughs> Instead of my three thousand on the square, I would have had thirty thousand on the square. Um, <laughs> But we digress. We digress. So, Aaron, uh, big listen, big picture. Without getting specific into an individual, is there anything you're positive about with this with this version of the Raptors? Is there anything I'm positive about this version of the Raptors? The <laughs> fact that I'm uh, I got to think about it for so hard is is probably a little alarming. I think that 
Masai Ujiri made a comment the other day that this organization is still assessing. And that's probably not entirely what you want to hear, but but you're not making a trade in early December or mid-December or probably early January even. Trades just don't happen at that time of the year. But I think increasingly you're having a pretty good idea of what's going to happen uh, with this organization moving forward. So you know, if they were defying expectations, maybe you'd be like, what's going on here? You know, this is not the team they looked like last year, but I think the writing's on the wall now, and now we have a pretty good idea, I think, about what's to come down the road. But as we've said in the past, like the Raptors uh, haven't been an organization that surprises you at the trade deadline, and maybe they surprise you again. But I, but I think increasingly, it's like you've done this, you've been a mediocre team, a 500 team for the past 100 games. Uh, as we just said, maybe you are what your record says you are. Maybe you are what we thought you were. Oh, Denny. Denny all over the place. Uh, Kish, hang on a second. Here's my question to you. Do you think it's fair 20 games in from the from the vice president or for the president of operations, uh, the end all and be all of our organization? Is it still fair to say, hey, 20 games and they're still evaluating, they're still assessing? I don't know. I don't think I like that. That's a quarter of the season. I, uh, yeah. I, I, I'm going to say 20 games in. I'll give you 20 games, but I won't give you 21. Like 20. Wait, but, 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 sorry, but what does that mean? Like, what, what are you supposed to do if you're not? You're supposed to make a trade today? Uh, you're supposed to you're supposed to have some sort of idea on the path of your of your team. Like what what is this team? What are we trying to achieve here? And we just seem to be up in the arms. Like, oh, we're still assessing. Assessing what? Like, are we gonna be are we gonna be a team that's gonna tank? Are we gonna be a team that's gonna trade? Are we gonna be a team that's gonna run with this? Like what's what's the what's yeah. the process here? I, I think that's I think that's a fair uh question. Of course, but, but like you it. didn't want Masai to come to the to come to that interview and be like, no, all right, we can't make a trade on December six, but we're going to be looking to trade all these guys because we are not good enough today. Like you can't expect him to be like, this team isn't very good; they're kind of mediocre. We're going to have to make some big changes in the next few months. No, but why do you? But why do you have to? Why do you have to say it in those terms? Why can't he come in and say, listen, you know, we're twenty games in, we have a better idea of what we're dealing with now, and and That's fair. we're you know, like just to give it more of it, like the assessing makes it sound. Like, hey, we're still like unsure what sure. we've got here. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I'm yeah. like, well, that's the case. I don't, I don't think that's a fair statement. I think it, I think it's you should know exact 20 games in to a season where your sole job is to evaluate talent, players, fit, coaches. I mean, that's a core of the season. I mean, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good sample size now as to what you've got. It's unlikely that uh any one of these players that we have today, uh, at game 60 are going to be radically different than what they are at game 20. In my right, is that would you say that's fair? Yeah. Yep. And then like in the world of, in the, in the world of business, like you imagine, you imagine telling your customer that I'm, I'm assessing something and then they call you two months later and you're still assessing that the, the customer then kind of goes, this guy doesn't have a clue what he's doing. If he's still assessing two months later. So it kind of, it's, it's that whole mindset of, do they have a clue what they're doing because they continue to put off the inevitable of, well, you know what, if you're, if you're a corporate lawyer billing by the hour, yes, I can believe that that's exactly what they would do. <laughs> oh, I, okay. Sorry. Yeah, I yeah, that, yes. I think that's exactly how they, how it works actually. Uh, still working on the contract. Still working on the contract. Uh, all right. Well, listen, Aaron, back to you then on this before we get into our, our individual grade. So what's the play in your, if you had to guess, uh, if they can't make the trade in December, but they can make it in January, mid to mid to late. You can start moving pieces at, at that stage. Trade trade deadlines what mid February? Yep. Right February. by mid January, you can start making moves. In your, uh, you know, professional opinion, you're closest to it than anybody. What do you think the move is? And what do you think the move is going it, to be? 
I think I think you know Masai in that comment said we're still assessing, and he said you know this team I, I'm paraphrasing here, but has to build around Scotty Barnes or has to grow with Scotty Barnes, and he sort of separated Scotty from the rest of the group, and I think fans looking on probably see Scotty as this separate sort of asset. He's going to lead this franchise however far it's going to go and the other guys are tertiary pieces or secondary pieces and i think uh you know the fact of the matter is they have two and a half maybe three players core players who are heading into free agency you can add precious achua to that if you want probably hasn't earned that spot yet but they got three guys who are heading into free agency and they got to make a decision on those guys at least two of them uh should generate some sort of trade interest in terms of OGN and Obi and Pascal Siakam. I think the Pascal Siakam fit is a little awkward for an in-season trade. But, you know, of those three guys, including Gary Trent Jr., I would imagine that at least one, if not two, is moved before February 8th. And we're probably going to spend the next two months having this conversation, talking about who's it going to be. Uh, But I think, you know, you can't keep running the same group back expecting different results. And eventually, uh, this team's going to become more expensive. And if the goal is to build around Scotty Barnes, and it sounds like that's the goal, you're assessing how to build, who are the players to fit around Scotty Barnes. I think it's guys who are younger, it's guys who can shoot better, and it's guys who are going to be under contract uh, for some time to grow around Scotty Barnes. And I'm not sure Pascal Siakam, maybe not OG Ananobi, uh, and and to a lesser extent, Gary Trent Jr. are in that conversation. Kitch, what's the move? Uh, I sure hope it's not just Gary Trent, just to save face. I hope it's one of the other two. And uh, I... You have to move one of the two. I think you have to do it because I think we got it. We got to do something to change the dynamic because it just seems stale at the current time. So I need, I think you got to do something. And even if it's something a little lesser, I think we just got to have a path, a path that's um, that shows some future, shows some hope to the future. Because running this team back year after year doesn't give people the feeling of hope. Well, but, but I also don't think this team's sorry. I, I also don't yeah. think this team is going to strip it down and do the full-on hardcore tank. I think by this point in the season, it's, it's going to be pretty hard to get into that top six in the draft. So there's not sort of a. I don't think they're going to you know win five games in the second half of the season. So I think the trades that they're going to make are probably going to bring back maybe a future first round pick or a distant future first round pick. But I think the kind of trades they're looking to make are probably going to be young players who are in the NBA, not guys who are in middle school that might turn into a 2028 first round pick somewhere. Well, it's funny you say that because I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to say almost the exact opposite in, in that, in those terms, I think unless there's a 14 and six in the next 20 games, unless there's some kind of hope to like, Oh wait, this team, it took them 40 games to gel. Uh, they've got it figured out and they can be a playoff. Like unless there's some narrative like that coming out, <laughs> I actually think they are going to blow it up. I'm, I'm going to say the move is Pascal, OG and Gary are all gone by the trade deadline. Uh, and I think it's going to be some futures. Maybe they get some young talent back in return. I mean, I hope they do. Like that whole uh, Simmons, I would happily take Kaminga back for Siakam, a draft pick. And if you want to throw Wiggins in there to make the salary work, great. I mean, is Wiggins the guy uh, you want him to be now? Probably not. But like if they start doing trades like that where they get a young asset with a, with a draft pick for those, yeah, I'm all for it. But I think, I think if they're middling or if they have a guy, if they have a tough stretch, forget about it. I think I do think we're about to see the end of this uh, this group because there's just there is no path forward. Building from the middle, I think, is probably the hardest thing to do in sport. You just cannot build from the middle, especially when you're in these hard caps. So uh, my my move is 
It's Kitch. I've been saying for four years. Blow it up. Blow it the fuck up. <laughs> Blow it the fuck I'm almost up. there. I'm there. I was never there, but I'm this year I'm, I'm actually there. It's gonna I'm suck there to year. watch. It's gonna suck to watch. I can tell you that right now. Um <laughs> sorry, right. but, but does sorry, blow it up means like but also trade Yaka Pertle and Dennis Schroeder and like play yep. Malachi Flynn 40 minutes a yep. night. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I'm okay yep. with that. Okay, that yep. they're not gonna do that. <laughs> no, they're not, because I mean listen, I the, the problem with blowing it up, and it's the same problem that I think um Masai's had for a while now. Man, he's gonna have to suck it up if he blows this thing up because it's gonna basically acknowledge that every other move he's made has not been the right move. And there's a case for that. And like his last his last five or six core moves, there's a really strong case to say it backfired. Right. Uh so I don't know that he's got that kind of that kind of gumption to to do it. So no, I think you're right. I don't think he, I don't think they will trade Dennis. Because I'll tell you what, Dennis would have some trade value right now, the way he's played. Mm-hmm. Someone would want him as a rotation piece in a playoff team. Someone would. Pirtle, I think he's probably got the least amount of value out there. Even though, even though we get to his grading system, I'm going to speak highly of him. I think he's actually played pretty solidly lately. So, anyways, uh, all right. With that, why don't with that great segue, why don't we move into the grading system? And it's going to be on the old school ABC or even D in some cases uh, if we need to get there. So uh, here we go. I'm going to mix up. It's going to be it's going to be all over the map. You're not going to see it coming. Uh, but here, but the one I want to start with, because I actually want to talk about it myself. Um, we're going to start with OG. So Kitch OG on a, on a old school grading system. I'm assuming he's going to be somewhere in the C plus to B plus range, but Hey, you go ahead. It's your, it's your grade. So can I, can I just jump in and ask we're grading on the scale for the player. We're not grading on the scale. It's not one scale for everyone. Like I can grade Malachi Flynn on a different scale than I'm grading Pascal Siakam on. Well, I'm not sure I understand. Y- yes. The, I think the short answer is yes, because I'm not sure I understand what you're trying to say, but yes. Grading to expectations. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. There sure. we go. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Which hopefully no one's doing with this pod. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. OG. OG and an Anubi. OG. B minus. Um, he, he, he can defend, so I'll give him that. He can defend. But, but. He every year he says, I want to be more involved in the offense. And to be more involved in the offense, you have to improve your offense. And I just don't feel like he's improved his offense for the last two or three years. And a guy like he's he's kind of a an aloof guy. Like he's not he's he's not a great team guy because he's just kind of doesn't say anything. Just kind of keeps him quiet. And so I think we need some guys in the team with a little bit of fire. Um, and uh, and he lacks that. So B minus is my grade. Okay, Aaron. They just got rid of the guy that you called a cancer because he had too much fire and he talked too much. He didn't talk now this, too much. And, and, he did not. Now talk this guy and now this guy doesn't talk enough, and you're upset with him. But anyways, Freddie didn't talk enough. That's what I always said. <laughs> Freddie talked a lot. You know what? I want twenty. I want this narrative of young sweet Freddie as a cancer to to go away. I, I still I'm still not comfortable with that. He was not a cancer by any stretch. Not at all. Yeah, not at all. So OG, I would give OG a B, I think. I don't know if there's anything he's done this season that has like wowed me like, oh my God, he's taken a step forward. So I guess maybe it's, you know, it's tough to grade him because he is, you know, last season, I think he he, he took a step forward, um, but I'm not sure he's necessarily taken another step forward. Now, maybe it's difficult to grade him on that scale. Maybe a B is a little B plus. Um, I think oh, I think he's just he's, going he's, up. A, he's 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 really really good at what he does, 
And if you try and expand that role, he he struggles in those areas, but he can be something like a max contract player, uh, just doing what he does in an extremely high level. Did we did we ever make that bet? Did we make that bet about the max contract, about the forty million a year? I'm I am on record as saying there's no chance in hell he gets forty million bucks next year. No, I chance. think you were on record saying there's no chance he gets thirty mil. No, no, I said 30 plus. I said 30 plus. You said 30 plus. He's getting 40. And that's where I was like, okay, listen. <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to, I didn't want to have to get uh, aggressive. That's over okay. Tech. I'll take over yeah, 40. Fine. That's fine. Uh, so yeah, he's, he's definitely under, listen. So my grades is C plus, And I think that's generous uh, to your point. Aaron, I don't think he's making a, I don't think he's made a jump at all. I don't think he's made a jump at all. I would, if anything, I would argue his, he's, his defense is worse than last year's. It is. I, I mean, I don't. I don't know what you're basing the fact on that you think he is an elite, elite, elite defender. Because I just don't think he. I, I'm not saying is he a solid defender. Sure, uh, but I think his defense is what it is. It's not. It's not getting any better. Listen, his corner shooting three point. That's where he excels. If he's wide open. Uh, he's in the corner. He shoots at about 40, 42% right in the corner, 43. I think it's 43 from the corner. Um, As a Raptors so, fan, you should know how valuable that is because nobody else on this team, team can do no, that. I get it. I get it. But I guess my question to that is like, why isn't he shooting more of them? Right. Uh, and maybe that's not on him, but he is so one dimensional offense. That's all he's got. Anytime he tries to cut dribble, God forbid, dribble and pass, forget about it. It's a, it's an almost, it's an almost an automatic turnover. Uh, so like from that standpoint, I think he's so limited on offense. Uh, and I just, I, I don't see it. Like I do, I, you guys probably don't believe this, but I spend, especially when I go to the games, I spend a lot of time watching him play defense, uh, because I, I want to see this sort of like elite defensive player of the year candidate. And he's not, he's just not, he's just, there's no way he could, he will never, ever be in the defensive player of the year, uh, you know, talk. He just won't be. And he'll never be a first team, all defensive player. He will not be. That's right. He was he was second team all defense last year, and you make it seem yeah. like first team is so far off. I'm telling what well, I'm just telling you. There's two things that are going to happen to him. One, he's never going to make forty million dollars a year, and two, he's never going to be one of the top, considered one of the top five defensive players in the league. That's a fact. Those are facts. Those are factual <laughs> statements. They're futuristic, but they're factual. Um, he's so, he yeah. is certainly among the top defensive wings in the NBA. Okay, top defensive certainly. wing. Yeah, but that doesn't make you top five in the league. So what if he's, is he a top, maybe he's a top five wing defender. He certainly is. He's a top four defensive wing defender. Hence the listen. second team, all NBA or all defense, excuse me. Yeah. That, listen, that was the all I've been crying for many years, about how great I am defensively. And he is rep. That was a reputation pick. Yeah, more than you know, the media always gives uh, Toronto players uh, extra spots on these teams, right? Not the media. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right, Kitch, here we go. And you know what? He, he's going to get a lower grade next year, too, if he continues to play with knives. He continues to play with knives. Yeah. Oh, my grade's God. Go down. Yeah. No. Eggshells should not have knives in their hands. No. That's for sure. That's for sure. Uh, Kitch, here we go. Chris Boucher. Oh, Chris Boucher. Ah, I don't even think about him that much. I'm going to give him – I'll give him a B. He, he, because, Aaron, he gives a shit. He gets out there. Yeah. Doesn't always – doesn't always give a shit in the right way, I suppose. But he gives a shit, and he's and he's out there to try, and he's trying to earn his minutes. Um, does some dumb stuff in the court, which keeps him in a B for me. But uh, yeah, he shows up every night, and 
he wants to be in the starting rotation. You can tell he does because he really tries when he's out there. So yeah, be for him. Aaron. Yeah, I'd probably say something similar. Uh, the one thing about Chris is, you know, every time he's on the court, he's going to do something. Whether that's <laughs> a good something or a bad something, he's going to do yeah. something. Yep. A- and uh, I think the fact that he was out of the rotation to start the year and has come back in and has sort of, you know, it hasn't been a perfect situation for him, but he's found his way. Uh, he's probably been one of the better players off the Raptors bench this year. So I'll give him a, a B as well. So that's three, that's three B's for Boucher. And uh, although we're grading to expectation, that might be as good as he can ever do, right? Based on who he is. Uh, but I'm a kid, I think the biggest factor for him, he tries his ass off. I mean, he still does things that I'm sitting there going, I don't know why he brings his rebound down to his kneecaps every time he, he uh, after he rebounds. He does that sort of shit. But he tries his ass off. He's our best offensive rebounder, bar none. Well, maybe Scotty. Scotty actually might be. But when he's out there, I mean, he's he's good for one or two offensive rebounds usually every every stint. So yeah, solid B. Let's not let's not spend too much time on a guy like Boucher, but solid B. Uh, and I think actually has some trade value. I mean, he's gonna he's got- somebody's gonna teach him though. Like when you jump, you can you can land on your feet. Like when you actually do jump, you can land on your feet. <laughs> okay, you gave him a B. You gave him. You gave him. The amount of time he spends on the floor is astonishing. Like, right, you you had your you had your segment. You had your segment. <laughs> All right, uh, here we go. A little, this is a little, I think a little easier one. The Shrewds, my guy. The friendly, a, the, a, the friendly a, Dennis Schroeder. A, A plus. A plus. Man, oh, I, plus. I, wow. I, I, like, there's a guy that is a team player. I, I like, he is, he's yeah. standing up when the kid, when the kids are coming off, he's coaching the kids. He's fighting with fans. Only, one of the only ones that stands up. aggressively. Yeah, he's a, yeah. I love the fact he yeah. called Bart out. He's protecting his players. I love. He called me. Out. He stared me out. He stared me out. Yeah, and uh, you know what? From a from a getting to the hoop and making a layup, the old guy, the old little short guy, used to play this. He couldn't do that. So he uh, he's a <laughs> he's a <laughs> cancer. <laughs> he is a exceeded, exceeded expectation for sure, and I love his demeanor and. Uh, yeah, I'd like I'd like more guys than him with better talent, but with that type of of uh, of passion. Oh yeah, what an easy high school teacher you would have been. <laughs> yeah, hey, just, just show throwing me around care. A pluses. Just throwing around A pluses for like. Show me a care. Share your care. I'll give you an A plus. All right, all right, Aaron uh, Shrewds. Probably seeing A minus. I think you look at his shooting numbers right now and they still look really good. But if you look at ever since like that fourth game of the season, he started really hot and they've come down a lot. I think people might still be remembering how he's strong he was to start the season. But water has found its level with him a little bit. I think he's a serviceable upgrade on Fred Van Vliet. Uh, sorry, ser- serviceable replacement, excuse me, for Fred Van Vliet. Okay. Uh, but I, but I I still, a, still an awkward fit. Uh, with this team but you know again compared to expectations i think he's uh slightly been better than expected listen 100 percent. i agree with both of you i think a plus is a bit of a stretch uh i i like a minus i think he's right there at a minus when you look at the totality of the signing and what he's brought to the team uh and the level he's played at like yeah it's it's been i mean it's above it is above anyone's expectation uh, so for me, yeah, rock solid, a minus, even with his, uh, questionable fan interaction, uh, it is a solid a minus for me, <laughs> uh, staying, uh, local, local to, uh, that nationality. Yak kitsch. Give me your yak. 
Aaron, you go first on Yak. I got to think about oh, this. Oh, oh, he wants some time to think about it. He wants some time to think about it. All right. Well, come Just to you let the record show that they would not agree that they're the same nationality. One's German, one's Austrian, slightly different, but that's okay. <laughs> I would a, say oh, Yak. Same, same part of the world. Yeah, I, I would say yeah. Sound of music, you can watch. You walk from each other. Sound of music, you just walk right across the hills. <laughs> Apparently, they speak a different type of German. Uh, I would say that Yak has been a B plus. Uh, he's Ooh. it's been a sort of a two half season for him. The start of the season wasn't so great. He's turned it around lately. I think he's whether he's either number one in field goal percentage or very close to the top of the league in field goal percentage. He's certainly been effective near the rim. Uh, the problem is, you know, he, he's still not going to develop a shot. And I guess if, if I'm grading him compared to some of the other centers in the league, I still think he's kind of a mediocre starting center. Uh, and, you know, Darko was talking about how the modern NBA center has so many skills. And you look at these guys and they can dribble, they can shoot, they can pass, they can do all these things. And Yak can do some of those things, but he's also in some ways quite limited uh, in the fact that he's not a shooter. So um, I don't know. I, I guess if you come home and you show your parents you had a B plus, they're like, ah, that's okay. Uh, well, so. My parents have been ecstatic. Oh my God, me, I would have been ecstatic. Now, granted, <laughs> it would have been a B plus. I would have told them it was A. They'd never know it was a B plus, but yeah. Well, Unless with gym cool. class. Gym class, yeah. I, could get, I could get that. Well, you can't get B plus in gym class. Jesus. That's no good. Uh, all right, listen. I'm going to go B minus because I think the start to a season was like a C minus. But I do think his last seven or eight games, he's been, again, not the type of center necessarily you want to build a team around. But he has been rock cell. He's been a double-double machine. Uh, the, only, the only real glaring hole, I would say, well, other than his limited skill, uh, is his free throw shooting. Um, but he's been he's been pretty solid in uh, in the minutes that he's getting. So yeah, like for me, it's a B minus. And you know what I've traded, what I what I've ever made that trade and given up what we've get hundred percent no. But for what he is on this team, yeah, solid B minus twenty games in. Kitch, yeah, I'll go I'll go B minus now. I'll go B B minus now. I I just think like I think you the problem we have with Pearl is we paid a a lot for a guy who wasn't worth what we paid for. And that's not his fault. Like that's not, that's, no. that's, so don't the, him on that. that's don't your, him on that. that's your organization's fault. So, but you can't get that out of your head when you're thinking about him. So if, if we didn't give up, what we gave him, we think, yeah, he's an okay player. We can, we, we're okay with him, but because we knew we gave up for him, it skews you a bit. So yeah, I'll give him a B just cause he's, he's, he's been average. And it's fair. Yeah. It's fair, Kitch. It's nice to see you have that take that sort of middle of the road, fair, see it on both sides. It's not, it's not like you, but it's nice. No, it's, it's not. Nice. It's not like me at all. All right. Let's, uh, let's transition to your preseason MIP, most improved player, uh, who I think you guys are going to be way harder on than, than me. What? what? You, Kitch, did you not? Me, did you me not, or, I think it's the same one. Did you not have uh, Precious? I thought you were Precious. Yeah, no, I wasn't. Yeah, I was Aaron. Aaron was Precious. Yeah. Okay. All right, Aaron, let's go with your MIP, Precious. And I think you're going to be way harder on than than I'm going to be. So there's sort of two grades you can give him here. I'll well, give him either a C. I'll give him one. No, well, I'll give him a C for what he's done on the court. But I also think you can give him sort of an incomplete uh, because he's <laughs> been injured for so much of the year that you're like, you know, can you stay on the court and can you string together some games? But uh, it certainly has not met expectations and been below expectations. So, uh, you know, if I came home with a C, I think my parents would be less than thrilled. Maybe, uh, maybe it should be a little worse than that. But maybe a C, a C minus for Precious Achua. Well, listen, first of all, can I just say that going into the new year, my New Year's wish and hopeful resolution is that when we play these games, you guys just play by my rules. That you don't just change it on the fly. Okay, there's no two gradings here. It's one grade and there's no such thing as an incomplete. He's so C minus. So I'm having you I'm marking you down for C minus. 
sure. on your MIP, on your MIP. Uh, Kitsch, Precious. Well, I give him a couple of grades. So the first part of the season, I'd like to give him a grade. Of- <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to rate him a four out of 10. I'll give him, I'll give him a uh, C. I won't go C minus. I'll give him a C. Um, he has he has little flashes of decency on the court, like little flashes. You got to go. That's what we need from you, and then it just goes away, and then it comes back a couple games later, and you're like, okay, that's what we need. It goes away. So, precious, uh, let's get let's get some consist- consistency, and we'll get you up to a B. So just a little consistency out there. A little extra help, a little extra help after class. Get some yeah, up to yeah, a B, stay, maybe. Stay, yeah, stay late. Stay uh, late a few nights. So listen again, like yeah, I, I was. I was sitting there saying B minus, but C plus is probably fair. But I, I think it's still C plus with a ton of potential. Another guy who gives a shit. He tries hard when he's out there. Yep, he does. He really, for yep. the most part, he does. I just think he gets caught. In, well, listen, there's other things here that we'll get to when we talk about Darko. But his minutes have been pretty inconsistent. Um, a little bit more consistent lately, but throughout the course of the 20 games, it's been inconsistent for him, uh, which I think factors in. But Someone needs to tell him what his role is or define his role. I, I don't think he can be chucking it from three. And he he seems to think he's got the green light. Uh, and I think it's I think that's a mistake for his game. His game is a crasher, right? He can, and I listen. I agree with him. He can guard almost every position. Maybe not the maybe not a quick point guard. He probably can handle that. But he's pretty good everywhere else. Um, so I think defensively he's pretty solid. Uh, I think when he's crashing the boards and whatnot, like and he's active, I think he's good. Like I I would just love to see him get 22 minutes a game for the next 20 games, uh, be your seventh guy, and just see what he can do. I, for him, He's one of the guys for me that I would say the jury for me is still out as to, okay, what actually is he as a rotation player uh, in the NBA, and is he? So I'm going a little bit, I'm, I'm still a little more high. On, it sounds on like you, you, you sort of are incomplete on the grading because you're not no, sure what I'm he is. I'm saying right now, I'm saying right now, I'm saying we don't know what he... I'm saying I think he could be an A someday. That's what I'm saying. But we don't know that yet. We don't know that. So that, that's where I'm going with this. So uh, it's it's a C plus for me, but really close to that B. See, B and, and if, our, if our analogy comes through and we blow it up, he's going to get a chance to prove himself. Oh, yeah. True. So he'll get a lot of it. True. So then that, totally. that'll, be it. Yeah. that'll be it. All right. Let's go to our guy, Kitch, the spice man, the trade bait, spicy P. This is a tough one, actually. Well, this is a, this this is the double grade for sure from first first ten to second ten. So second ten, he's definitely improved a lot. Seemed to find out his role a little bit. Starting to get some good scoring on the board on the board. So you can count on him for twenty plus games, uh, twenty plus points a game now. So I'm going to say now he's a. For what do you expect from him? He's a B plus. I'll be I'll give him B plus right now. Um, and let's hope he keeps this up for the next five or six or seven or eight games, which makes him very tradable. B plus. Okay. Aaron? A minus. He's uh, pretty much found his level to where he was last year. So I know he started the season not so uh, strong, but I think he's come back and he's bounced back. Like if you look at his numbers, he's basically at or near where he was last year. So if he was an A last season or, 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 you know, maybe even better then I think he's probably an A minus right now. Well, I think you're both way too high. Um, so that makes me right. Um, I've got him. I've got him at a B minus. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Hey, listen, that start. This is going to be start, this body language doctor coming out. Uh, well, listen. There's a little bit of that. The time only the time. I'm, I'm letting go of that a little bit because it's been better. But certainly the beginning of the season it was terrible. Uh, going right to his opening uh, uh, session with the media, I thought it was terrible. But uh, listen. 
you can't be a max player and not make the players around you better. Okay. And I think there's, I think there's a pretty good, uh, body of evidence to suggest that he is a complimentary player to a, to a top tier player, right? That he's, he can be a number two. He can be a Robin to any Batman out there. And I think that's where he's perfect with the expectations are a little bit lower. I just, I don't know that he makes anyone else around him on that court better. You wouldn't say that about Sky. You'd say Sky does make players around him better in, in a lot of ways. I, I just don't know that for if you again if you if you're grading to expectations and if you're grading to his expectations, then he's not he's not at that level, right? He's not at an A minus or A A level. He he just hasn't like you can't have that start. You cannot have that start that he had to the season and think that you, that guy's a an All NBA player. Like he, he's clearly not an all, he's not a top 15 guy. Uh, and I think, you know, I think there's some limitations to his game. Uh, and so, yeah, I just, I haven't been, I think it's been inconsistent in these first 20 games. And that's not what you, that's not what you get to be when you're making 40 million a year, you're looking for a max contract and you want to be the franchise player. So that's why I'm saying it, it's, I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit down on, on Pascal because I just, I think he is what he is uh, and it's not what we'd all like him to be. But that's on you. Well, and I'm grading, so that's how it works. Yeah, (laughs) but like it's it's not his fault. Works. It's not his fault that nobody else on the team is better than him, right? It's not his fault that there isn't a Kawhi Leonard on the team. That he's being forced to be the number one when he's really a number two. Okay, so I'll I'll if that's your counter argument, it's fair to a certain extent. However. And I guess what's he supposed to say? I'm not a number one. Yeah, I guess that'd be that'd be tough for him to do that. But uh, yeah, true. The team around him. Yeah, all right. I'll I'll, I'll buy that to a certain extent. Uh, but I still don't think that gets away from the fact that I don't think he's doing a ton out there to make everyone like make everyone else around him that much better. Like, I, yeah, I just I don't yeah, think that, no, I, you, I don't I don't think he knows how to do that. I don't think that's his. You, but, his but you aim. said. Yeah, he's a number, he, he's he can be a number two on like a championship yes. team. The number yep. two on every championship team is a max contract guy. So like max con, you think of a max contract when you think of it, you're thinking about an all NBA guy. But lots of guys who don't make the all NBA team get max contracts, and Pascal's sure. going to be one of those yeah. guys, right? So you know, you think like isn't Andrew Wiggins on a max contract, or he was at least like so many guys, and you can say that's not the best way to spend your value or whatever, but like. Max contracts are thrown around. Fred Van Vliet's yeah, on a max contract. So, really? Yeah, that, oh my god! That's fair. <laughs> Who is? Who is? Some Fred. short guy used to play for us. Oh, probably Freddie. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I guess I'm, probably super max is what is what we should. Yeah, do that's fair. That's fair. We should we should things up by super max. But yeah, oh my god, Bradley Beal's a max contract player. Wiggins is, not. and he's the third best player on his team. Yeah, oh, if that that that's, remains to be seen, he doesn't play anymore. Yeah, so, Utah Watanabe uh, then. Bradley yeah, Beal. exactly. Should have hung yeah. on to Utah. We'd love to have Utah yeah. right now. It's a gamer. Uh, all right. Uh, let's move on here. We got a couple more. Uh, Kitch, Gary. Gary. Oof. I'm going to say Gary. Oh, I, B minus. I'll go B minus with him. It's uh, may, yeah. Maybe C plus. I'm kind of torn between those two. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like we really, really need him to shoot very well for us to win. So it really. He like and when when that nights when he's off, we are in a lot of trouble. And nights when he's on, we're competitive. So, is he? I, I don't even know his numbers compared to last year. Aaron, you know this better. Is he is he better than last year? Is he same as last year? Is he is he down in numbers? He's he's right. taking a step back from last yeah, he's year. He's down. Yeah, he's he? down. C minus C plus C C plus. Then. Oh, okay. 
Aaron? Gary? Yeah, I'll agree C+. Uh, I think, you know, his numbers are down from last year. Weird free throw shooting season. I think when you have when you're a streaky scorer like Gary is, you're going to be streaky. And I think uh, you know over a seven game stretch, you'll struggle. And then the next seven games, he, he might go for thirty points per game, the way we saw a few years ago. So he's just going to be streaky. Uh, that's who he is inherently. But I think he's you know he's probably underperformed expectations. So he gets a C plus. And he, yeah, and he shouldn't a, be streaky from the free throw line. Like, come on, well, no, maybe that's, three no, that's points. Weird. Sure, that's weird. that's just yeah. That's a he's got there's something in his head now. That stripe. Um, listen, I'm going to stick with C plus with you guys on this one. Just too inconsistent. But around the streakiness, I just think the range of streaky streakiness is is much wider now. Right, like he can really have some stinkers now. As before, he used to always sort of think, God, ten points. He's going to get to ten points. I know he's not. His minutes are a little bit different than they used to be when he was when he was scoring for us. Uh, but yeah, he's. Yeah. And you know what? I find him, I again, something I try and pay attention to every once in a while with him. I find him very black holeish. Right. There's oftentimes I feel like when he gets that ball, there's no chance it's going anywhere else. No, he's not a passer. Uh, yeah. Passer. So, yeah. Yeah. Disappointed. I'm disappointed with Gary for sure. You know, but Gary's, Gary's going to be disappointed with Gary because contract year, he opted in. Uh, he may have cost himself a few bucks by opting in, but we'll, uh, I guess we'll, we'll see. Uh, okay. That leaves us with uh, our guy. Was was Barnsy your most improved? You and I were no, most mine improved. was Malachi Flynn. Oh, shit. I was going to get to Malachi. I was going to do him last just for fun. Uh, <laughs> but we can do Malachi now. Sure. We'll go to your MIP, Malachi. Malachi. Darko's uh, darling. Yeah. Uh, a. I'll give him an A. What? He's, he's improved. He's my, he's my guy. He's my, he's my... Oh. <laughs> All right. Malachi's probably a, uh, you know, I'll give him a B minus. I'll keep him in the Bs. I'll give him a B minus. Um, just, uh, just, just because I don't even, I can't even get a reason. I can't even get a reason. To get a yeah, I agree. It's hard. It's hard. I, just, I, got, I got, I got nothing really. He's just, he's there. He's there. Malachi's there. A B for being there. B for showing up. hundred percent attendance. He's got hundred percent attendance. He gets a B. Okay. All right. Good. Uh, Aaron, maybe you can have a little more insight into Malachi. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to give him, I actually didn't think the A was so outrageous. I'm going to give him like a, a B plus. Listen, is he an A NBA player? No, but compared to, we spent the first, you know, few podcasts, first beginning of the season being like, this guy should be in Europe. And I think like he's shown recently that like he can be an NBA rotation player or at least like an NBA, he's an NBA player right now. So, uh, you know, compared to where we thought he was going to be at the beginning of the year when I thought he might get cut from the roster for Jeff Doughton Jr. Like currently he's more of an NBA player than Jeff Doughton Jr. is. So uh, compared to expectations, he's outperformed expectations and I'll give him a B plus because of it. Oh, you know what that sounds like too? That sounds like most improved player. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me just let me just give this to you. Twenty games in, sixteen point six minutes, five point three points, two rebounds, two assists. There's he's no way he's two, averaging sixteen points. No, sixteen minutes. Sixteen minutes. Okay. <laughs> sixteen minutes. That's what I'm trying to give you context here. Sixteen and a half minutes. Five point five two and two. Okay, five two and two. <laughs> Listen, I'm a reasonable person. Uh, under no circumstances is that anywhere near an A. I don't care. I don't care what the expectations are. Sixteen minutes. So it's per forty-eight. Uh, or what is it? Per, is it that what they per forty-eight? Is that right? Sure. So it's per forty-eight would be fifteen for uh, six and six. Right. If that's right, three three times. Right. Yep. I mean, for someone playing forty-eight minutes a game, you'd want that's nowhere near. Uh, listen, he's, and I think I'm being generous. He's a C. He's a C at best. 
he is not an NBA rotation player. He perhaps is on this team because he has a coach who really wants to give him a, a look at it, which I think we've done 20 games in. Um, but he's not, he, he's not in our, like he should not be in our eight man rotation. He just shouldn't be. I would much rather have Gary Boucher and precious get all those minutes. This would. So there you go. See? Yeah. I can't, I can't talk out of that. Yeah, that's right. Thank you. Uh, all right. Barnsley last one. My Barnsley's guy, been, most approved, by the way. Barnsley's, which I think been, a, Barnsley's been an A to an A plus. I'll, I can't, what, what, why can't I give him an A plus? I'll give him an A because I want to see him improve it. And I want to see him improve, but uh, he's, he's, he, He's worked on his game. He came ready to play this year. Uh, he's whining a bit more than he has in the past, oh, but but yeah, he, uh, he gives a uh, he gives a crap. I think about winning, and uh, yeah, I it definitely definitely in definitely an A. Aaron, yeah, I'm gonna give him an A. I think uh, you know pretty close to an A plus compared to like you know he's taken that step forward everyone wanted to see from him. An A plus, I think you got to be a little bit better from a few spots, and I think you need to impact winning more. Uh, but certainly an A. Yeah, A for me. All the things that uh, you both just said, uh, you know, impact winning. That's it. I, hmm. I, I think. So I think I know what you mean when you say that, but I, I would argue that he's probably impacted our winning more than anybody uh, on this roster. Yeah, I just mean like you know, win more than nine games. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. If you're going to give me that guy, go to the next level, take a team. Yeah, put this team on your back a little bit more, for sure. So that I'll, I'll, I'll buy into. Um, but then, Jesus, that's, there's, I think there's been all kinds of issues with the round he's been handled uh, from a coaching perspective this year. So uh, we'll get to that. So with that, with that, let's um, – so I've won uh, most improved player contest so far. A quarter, your- the quarter pool. I had uh, Barnsley. Yeah, okay. yeah, I'm uh, yeah, okay. I'll uh, give it just a little bit over Malachi, though. Okay. <laughs> over A plus Malachi. <laughs> uh, all right. Last but not least, actually, no. We're gonna, we'll do. We'll do. Uh, we'll do uh, front office and coaching. Darko, catch Darko. Darko, I'm going to give him. A, I'm going to give him a B minus. I. Uh, I don't love the way he's in game coach, and I'm hoping that's just rookie jitters or starting out. Um, I don't like some of the decisions he's made down the stretching games for sure. And he's, he's, he's kind of this guy that I think he wants to be your buddy and I'm yes. not convinced he wants to be your coach. So I'm, I want to see him be like, you know what? Step, step the fuck up. Like sh- show us yourself. I want him to be a, a little yeah. bit of a ball buster uh, and, uh, and not be such a buddy, buddy with this guy. So, be minus of mine. There's nothing. As, I, I've been wowed by anything yet. Okay, that's fair. Aaron, he said the other day when this team wins three games in a row, he's going to buy everyone uh, on the team a team dinner. So that uh, you know, good part of positive vibes. And then he was asked if the media could come, and he said they could. So I'm giving him an A plus. <laughs> he's lunch. there. Free he's lunch, looking Aaron. after us. Yeah, that's that's Darko. Okay, Free so lunch. what? How? Listen, I think he's been. Maybe it's 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 too early to grade him, but you've asked me to do it, so I will give him a B plus. I think he's been adequate. I don't. I think he's made some mistakes. I think he's he's uh, owned up to those mistakes, which I like to see. I think sure. again, he has made some mistakes. It hasn't been perfect, but it also hasn't been a disaster. And I think the players, for the most part, you know, nobody has criticized him or said anything that would make you think they don't no. like him. So uh, a B plus. No. Uh, listen, and A plus if he brings us out for dinner. I think. Well, you listen three games in a row. Okay, 
Yeah. I'm not sure it's going to motivate the players. A free dinner? I would keep. Yeah, exactly. A free lunch. Yeah. Free dinner with the media. $500 per diem. Free media. But yeah, Aaron, with the media, you, I'd sleep, lose. I would sleep. I would keep packing your lunchables. Uh, I would not. Uh, I would not go hungry uh, getting ready for that dinner. Um, listen, I struggle with this one uh, because I. I just think at the NBA level, there there shouldn't be there shouldn't be glaring sort of inaccuracies in game management, rotation management, uh, that sort of stuff. So um, I'm gonna give. I am gonna keep him in the B's. I'm gonna give him a B minus because I think he his his concept or his philosophy is i'm going to motivate right i'm going to get i'm going to motivate these guys into this team culture wanting to win for the other guys like do it for your play so that remains to be seen if he's going to be successful in that and this may not be the team for that style um but i think if he could ever combine his motivation skills with his uh game management skills then yeah he could he could be a very serviceable solid solid coach uh but kids to your point it's a fine line when you're a motivator and also being and and to uh to lay the heavy hand too, right? It's really, really tough to be the guy handing the chain out, right? And then slapping your wrist later. It's hard. Yeah. It's really, really hard to do. So yeah. uh, not uh, successful coaches. A lot of them aren't that way. I would argue that Phil Jackson uh, never once thought about handing out a chain to any or, of his players. Or Bill Belichick. I don't think he ever or did Bill, either. Or, or Billy, but yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm guessing Pop. Not too Pop, great with, yeah. the, with the chain distribution. Yeah, yeah. probably not. So, um, but anyways. Uh, we digress. So, last but not least, the man at the top, Masai Ujiri. On the back of your jersey, Kitch, you've got his name. Yeah, he's on there, and he's a D minus. D, D minus. <laughs> I have lost, lost my luster with him. Ouch. And, and it goes back to your comment earlier. Last six or seven decisions have been poor. Keeps getting caught with his pants down, I think. Um yeah, I'm not not impressive moves to better our to better well, organization. Last and not to mention that the other GMs don't want to deal with him anymore because they think he's full of shit. So totally, that's a, that's and, a whole. And he's and he's a, and he's a mockery on talk shows. Like you, any talk show you listen to, talk radio now with other media guys, he's a he's a he's a he's a he's a mockery. Yeah. Like people people are making fun of him. It's just it's they. They they always throw in there and they get trade with Toronto, but Masai's not going to trade with them. Like yeah. it's just he's got this he's got this image now that he's just untradeable and and uh, and screws things up. Like it's, it's actually it's actually very hard to deal with. Hard yeah. to deal with. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Aaron Masai, are, are we grading just since when does the when do when does off the grading start? He gets off season until now. He gets off season because his off season to now. So basically, what has he done the off season? The team he's put on the floor. So you're grading that whole piece. 20 games. Yes. So I think Dennis has been better than expected. I think yeah. Yak has been adequate. I think uh, Grady Dick has been a little disappointing to start. A jury's still out on him, but why has would been a little you, why disappointing. Why'd you say that? He just hmm. hasn't done much oh. at the NBA level oh. right now. Um, so so uh, I think he's probably getting a C plus uh, because, because we're Oof. still waiting on something to happen. Uh, you know, if something happens and it, and it works out, uh, I guess that can go positive. I think the Dennis signing seems to have worked out and, and maybe we're not giving him enough credit for that. Uh, but on the whole, it's been not great. So what did I say? A C minus? C plus? Said, I can't remember. C plus. C plus. C plus. C plus. C plus. Yeah. It's close to B. You know that's right I next went, to B. Right? I, I, you said you have to be adequate. Well, yeah. we, we didn't pay him. He didn't give him adequate, do- adequate signing 
credentials uh, game, or game. trade or trade assets. Yeah, <laughs> like we, top we, yeah. But, that, but that wasn't part of this year. Well, the resigning of Yak was part of this yeah, year. That was yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, for four years. Uh, all right, so listen, I'm going C minus. D's D's aggressive. Uh, C plus seems way too close to B. Uh, and I, I yeah, I'm C minus leaning towards D plus. Uh, and I think the only thing that does keep him in the C's for me is the Schroeder move. And I don't, I do not, I don't think it's fair to suggest that uh, he got lucky there because you can make the argument, that, hey, that was pretty last minute to get that. Uh, but it's not, you can't judge him that way. He did it. He got the guy. The guy's exceeded expectations. He deserves credit for for Dennis playing the way he is. So he does get that, right? I forgot Jalen McDaniels. He's a C minus. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Anything else you forgot? You want to take him in the D's? There's got to be a couple others in there. Yeah. Honestly, Dennis has been the best Raptors free agent signing in the history of the franchise. Oh, really? <laughs> really? Jesus. Well, there's not many free agents that come here. So well, I was going to say there has to. No, there's got to be another one. Gotta He's number one. one. Tra- trade. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Everyone. You can spend the next 20 minutes on this podcast trying to come up with one, but he's number one. That's depressing. There you go. Masai Ujiri in A+. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. That's our best. All right. So there we go. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, we won't waste any more time on on Masai, but yeah, C C minus for me and only because of Dennis, my guy, my guy, stare down, stare down Dennis. Uh, Okay. Listen, I think uh, that's kind of it. We won't even waste any time. I was going to, I forgot. I was going to bring up Grady, but let's not bring up Grady. We'll, We'll come back to Grady at game 40. Well, at the 905, we'll grade him on the 905, his success at the 905. Um, because you know what? Yeah, listen, if you if you throw Grady into the whole Messiah conversation, if that ends up being a bust, Jesus, that's that's a real problem. He can't miss on Grady. That would be bad, considering considering some of the people that uh, went after Grady that are like the kid we're going to see tonight. What's his name, uh, Aaron, the Miami kid? Jaime Jaquez, I think. Yeah, everyone loves him. Everybody loves him. We could have him. <laughs> we could have him. Um, all right, listen, I think, uh, what are we, almost, oh, geez, we're almost an, an hour in. Uh, Aaron, quickly. So I'm going to bring up two more. I'm going to bring two two things in the NBA here before we head out of here. One well, being, so well, when we are. think it's bad, when we think it's bad and we think we're down the doldrums and, and we think we're hard done by, think of the Detroit Pistons. They started the season, came out two and one. They went, they were two and one after three games. They have lost 17 in a row. They are now two and 18. Oh my God! You think we got it bad? Imagine that. And then the and wow. then you draft the number one pick with Webb and Yama. You go three and two after five games. You have three and two, and then now you lose fourteen in a row with, with this future superstar. Yeah, I know. The thing, you've got him, but you, like that's going to get turned around because he's going to be like he's he's a cornerstone for fifteen years. Yeah, I, I'd be less, I'd be way more worried about Detroit than I would be uh, with the Spurs. Yeah, although nine eleven. Two and fifteen, two and sixteen. That would be tough to talk about. Even though I'm not. Oh, would, oh gosh, yeah, yeah. These <laughs> are you be. guys are ringing the blow it up bell. Well, at some point, if you can't beat them, you got to join them, right? <laughs> right. We can't beat them. Uh, yeah, I am. I'm definitely ringing that bell. Hundred percent ringing that bell. Uh, all right, we're we're. Oh, Aaron, tales from the uh, tales from the um, shoot around. What do you got for us? You talked to you talked to the former rap Lowry today. And then I want to ask yeah, you a Durant question too. Kyle's not ready to retire. I think anyone who thought that at 37 years old, 18 years into the league, which was a fair thing to think about, that he might be ready to hang it up. It sounds like that's not the case. He's still thinking it wants to sign a one-day contract with the Toronto Raptors uh, when he retires. As he said, unless he dies first, which was a rather morbid oh. thing to think about. Okay. Uh, yeah. But you never know. 
live every day like it's your last. And uh, but but Kyle still, you know, the, his stats haven't been so good. But as as Raptors fans know all too well, uh, his plus minus continues to be spectacular. And like the Lowry plus bench units, eighteen years into his career, I bet you, Raptor Lowry and bench will outscore the Raptors bench tonight. Well, <laughs> listen, uh, I'm actually he's had a bit of a resurgence. He was shooting pretty well from three this year. Um, I am surprised by that. However, I would caution him. I would say, Kyle, whatever your spending habits are, you might want to drastically reduce them going into next year because uh, the, the words he should be getting used to are veteran minimum for next year if he wants to keep playing. It will not. It will not be two more don't, years. Don't at 30. don't worry about Kyle's financial situation. I would. I would. I'm not. I'm sure he did great on, his, on the sale of his Toronto home too when he sold it. So uh, no, I'm not worried about that. I'm just saying, hey, listen, you know, when you get in that, you get into a space, you start spending according to a certain income. It's hard to it's hard to scale it back. It goes quick. It goes quick. Just ask Kitch. Yeah, it goes it quick. Does. It does. It goes it quick. Really does. Yeah. Uh, all right. Listen, and you uh, you had a couple of seconds with Kevin Durant, didn't you? Uh, a couple weeks or a week ago, ten days ago. I asked Give him us- about Darko, and and well, you guys seem to not like Darko. Uh, Kevin Durant, who probably knows Darko a little bit better than you guys, uh, had some nice things to say about him and said he's a guy who gets basketball, who's a guy who helped like really get help help Kevin Durant sort of reach that next level. He understood what Kevin was going through as sort of a high level scorer. Uh, so said some nice things about um about Darko, and so did Devin Booker. Uh, when the Suns were in town, uh, we know we know Darko worked with the Suns and was kind of there when when uh, uh, Booker was taking the next step, sort of in that early period where the Suns were going through a change with Monty Williams. So a couple guys who know a few things about basketball uh, had well, a few so nice I'm things curious. to say about Darko. Well, I'm <laughs> curious in, uh, in what capacity was Darko when they were uh, engaged with him? Assistant. There you oh, go, an assistant as coach. Assistant, as an assistant coach, right? Okay. Well, there's, listen, they're born they're born assistant coaches. Not everyone's born a head coach. It's the way it is. It's the way it is. Um, okay. Well, listen. Good. Uh, I was. Uh, I always like the little nuggets from from shoot arounds or practices. Uh, all right. Here we go. We're getting out of here. Uh, it's soccer pickup time for me. So, uh, Kitch, we're gonna go into uh, what drives. Yes, I got it. I got one. This week. <laughs> I always, always love the bit. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm getting tired of calling all these um, customer service lines. And you get the you get the automated message says at Christmas time we are experiencing a high number of calls. Um, the wait time is longer than average. Hit one if you want to speak to the robot, or if you want to remain online, hit two, and uh, and we'll get to you as soon as we can. So that's the message you get. So hit two, and within four minutes, somebody picks the hey, somebody picks the phone. Hey, how can I help you? I'm like. So what is this experiencing? High, I, these companies now have gone to automatically telling everybody they got high volume and they're experiencing, you're going to experience delays and it's not true, but they just all want you to go talk to the robot. Kitch, Let's keep it human. Let's Kitch, go talk to on. humans. Under promise over deliver. So they do it. You should be, they're supposed to, oh, yeah. you, took, yeah. you went the other way on this. You should be thrilled. You should be like, oh my God, they got to me. They told me it was going to be a long time and it wasn't. And you're I, pissed I, about I, that. I, I, well, because I, they're trying to dupe me. I'm not falling for it anymore. <laughs> Good try. I'm, if, I'm trust me, if they were trying to dupe you, they would have, they would have succeeded. Trust <laughs> me. All right, I don't know. If they, I don't know. There's a big conspiracy out there to dupe you. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, well, yeah, keep, right, it well keep it human, not robots. So keep it human. Well, you've heard of AI, right? You know where this is going? You know where things are going. I, right? I know, I know. Yeah, Hopefully okay. I'm dead by then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Aaron, what do you got for us? So this is this is kind of two things. Number one is Shohei Otani. You're driving me crazy. Just sign yeah. already. 
Oh, I was going to AOB that. We're going to AOB Oshohei. And and, uh, uh, and number two is this Raptors front, uh, this Blue Jays front office. If they don't sign Shohei Otani, if they sign him, I will take this back. But if you don't sign Shohei Otani and you've dragged me along for this long, thinking it's going to be a real possibility, you're going to drive me crazy. So either wow. Shohei Otani suck it up and sign already. You're driving me nuts. Or the Blue Jays front office uh, just are, sign you, him, please. Yeah, you really are. You're really. Uh, you're a little baseball geeky over there. You love the you love the ball. You love the diamond, don't you? <laughs> uh, so one or the other. One of these guys is driving me crazy. So listen, I followed it quite because my boys are all over it too. I get I get a regular update of that who's the leader in the clubhouse or who's the odds on favorite. Which apparently we're right, we're back in Vegas. We're the odds on favorite to get show. Really? Back to being uh, number one. Wow. Yeah, we're back to being number one at, at ten years, fifty million is what the uh, rumor is. Uh, I've heard ten years, sixty million. Sorry, sixty a year, obviously. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. So we're going for six million a year. Yeah, uh, yeah. Please do sign. That's the number. Um, which, by the way, I'll hate that contract the moment they sign it. I will absolutely hate it. Aaron, you tell me, show me a ten-year contract, baseball contract that's ever worked out. Ever. Show me a two-way player who hasn't worked out. Oh, you mean a guy who's there's two play, him and Babe Ruth. Only- uh, you mean for a guy who's only going to uh, bat this year because he's got Tommy John? It's okay. So he's not. It's a ten-year well, deal. Yeah, <laughs> I would say the uh, success ratio on Tommy John surgeries uh, is—it's better than it used to be, but it's still not. Yeah, it's solid. It's, it's solid. Yeah, it's solid, but it's not. not I'm okay with that because that you know what that is? That is what the Raptors don't do. Take a chance on a star. Take a chance. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm okay with that. We trade for Kawhi. We trade for All Kawhi. Right, Kawhi. All right. Just this is what we haven't done the last five years. This is what the Raptors have not done the last five years. Uh, yeah, we've we've been passive the last five years for sure. Uh, listen, I hope he comes, but Kitch, we couldn't get tickets last year, and they were so expensive when you did get tickets. Like the resale market on, on Jay's tickets, oh my! It, it'll and the days that he pitches three years from now when he pitches again will be ridiculous. It will be ridiculous. That's uh, awesome. So, That's awesome. I love that. Well, I, I mean, I'm, I don't know. I, I think a ten year deal is just bad. like you end up hating the back. At least the back yeah. three years, four years. But if you can win, if you can, but if you can win in the first three or four years, you'll you'll live with that. Well, look yeah, at can you look at it. The, the the Angels? They signed Pujols ten years. They signed Trout for ten years. Like it's it's no guarantee you sign a one star in baseball to these long con- and it just you end up hating it. So I don't know. I, I want to go back to the Pat Gillick days. No more than three year contracts. That's it. You know, and what? you're not getting it? Shohei. Well, whatever. Or anyone. Yeah. You mean when we were winning titles? Yeah. Okay. All right. Fine. Before I was born. <laughs> oh, my God. That's your Oh, Jesus. His dad will remember. We, you're not. Yeah, his dad. I can't wait. You know what? If you ever call in sick, your dad, tell your dad. Your dad needs to be ready. He needs to be on call every time. In the bullpen. Uh, all right. Listen for me quickly. Uh, and it's back to, I think, I don't know if I've ever used as what drives me crazy. Um but for whatever reason, I got back onto the hate talk this week and actually like reading the uh, comments and engaging a little bit, uh, which I don't know why I do it. I don't know why. Because, uh, but this dude, I won't say. Uh, but you know, the thing is, he's he, he's followed multiple clips because he references multiple clips. Uh, but he got all over me about the whole my take on the uh, Barnes birthday song, and he completely missed the point of the Barnes birthday. Like, I'm I'm critiquing the song, not. Yeah. Do I think anyone should sing that song in a way jazzier? Of course they do. Was that, am I sitting there going, yeah, the younger generation making a joke that Scotty Barnes should absolutely be like, come on, jazz it up for Grady. Give him something. Give him, give him, give him a beat. Give him something. That was the point. It's the song. It wasn't my, this guy went into the whole, you want 
young black men to dance for you and this that like it went it went down this horrible rabbit hole and i was just this, like oh my god this is like you and i tried to, and I, very calmly i tried to explain it to him saying i'm sorry you missed like I, that's not what that was not my intent my intent was he'd have nothing to do with it he'd have nothing to do with what my true intention was so uh hey talk you're driving me crazy just maybe maybe uh, if you don't want just the take, maybe listen to the whole podcast, right? Then you would actually have uh, full context of what uh, goes on this podcast and maybe a better idea before you just randomly throw shit there uh, in your, uh, you know, behind the scene, behind the curtain, when no one knows who you are. Yeah. Maybe, maybe just take a listen. Try that. Try that instead. Maybe we should give you a call. Tell them comment. to give you a call. You can talk it over. <laughs> uh, I doubt he has access to bermuda uh <laughs> no one in north america does that's again jesus that's he's gonna take that the wrong way no one does no you can't call that's the whole thing north american plans it's really hard to call bermuda so there you go sorry don't take that the wrong way jesus uh <laughs> all right uh aob we gotta get out of here uh kitch anything for us once a douche always a douche okay udoko lebron like getting into it the coach chirping oh. out getting the coach kick, kicked oh, out of the game oh like what like okay. just just shut your mouth and play the game like I I he just he just doesn't do him any favors. Put this on TikTok. He doesn't do himself any favors and uh, and just uh, just I saw the whole thing. I thought, of course, it's LeBron creating this shit again. Okay, so I I, I know I, considering our context with our, our history with LeBron, I understand where you're coming from, and I don't necessarily disagree. However, I think Ime was completely out of line as well. Completely out of line. Like, you're the coach. What are you doing engaging? What are you saying things to him like, what are you going to do about it? Right? Like, that is a ridiculous... That, his his reaction to the whole thing uh, and where he went with it, it, it was that was unbecoming of a head coach in the National Basketball Association, in my opinion. But I did, yeah, LeBron, like... <laughs> Yeah. I mean, can you imagine LeBron for all the shit that's been said on the basketball court and he and that was that was the hill he was gonna die on as to what you can and cannot the words you can and cannot use and just like yeah, I mean, yeah, crazy. Uh but I think I think uh Adoka equally responsible for that little uh episode. So there you go. Aaron, I'm sure you you know what we're referencing. Yep. Nothing that's it. Nothing that I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys rant about LeBron. <laughs> oh, well, he doesn't not, want to be on hate nation. He's afraid guy. of hate nation. It's not your guy Draymond. It's not your guy Draymond this week. I thought maybe uh, who can we talk about? Jeez, we can't. Uh, who are all your favorites? We jeez, well, figure this out. Uh, Aaron uh, Aob, what do you got for us? What, what anything anything happened with you? Any big stories coming up on uh, Sports Illustrated? Or is it just- I think I think the one thing that caught my attention was Dennis Schroeder made a comment the other day, like the next twenty games are really big for us, and if this organization is still assessing, then I think it's a good awareness from him uh, to understand that, like. You know, you can go nine eleven again. You can go three and whatever it would be. My math's not good on the hand. You can go nineteen and one. I could do the math there and maybe turn things around. But I think he's right that the next twenty games or so, uh, the next quarter of the season is like, all right, if we're still assessing, let's see. You got you know the next twenty games to figure it out. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. 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 I agree. Let's yeah. Another nine eleven. We'd yeah. be right on the number. That would. Yeah. Oh god. That'd be three and seventeen the other way. Oh, yeah, you got to 20. Good job. Very good. Very good. Yeah, good. So your calculator. Uh, well, actually, in theory, there's 21 games in the next to get actually to the halfway point of the season. It'd actually be 21 games. So just that's a small technicality. Uh, all right, listen for me. Just anyone out there who hasn't seen it yet, go watch the Vermont Yale 
3.8 seconds clip. Oh, I, I sent that to you. I know you did. I know. That's why yeah. I'm bringing it up because uh, it was awesome. Uh, Aaron, you, did you see this? Vermont down 3.8? No. Nope. Uh, five points. You, you, oh, my God. Send it to Aaron. Uh, Vermont's down five, 3.8 seconds left. Won the game. Spoiler yeah. alert. They won the game. From it their own awesome. Grady. From their own basket playing? From their own, yeah, advance, it was unbelievable. Under their own basket, they get the ball inbounds and they, sco- and, yeah. they and they win the game. It was awesome. It was unbelievable. <laughs> so everyone should go watch that. Uh, if you're a sports fan of any kind, because that is, I mean, I won't say the greatest comeback under five seconds in, the, in uh, ever, but it's, I mean, yeah, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And it cost, it cost uh, of course, Vermont did not cover. They were favored by one and a half in that game, Kitch. <laughs> And it yeah, did, uh, and and I loved I loved the home uh, the home clock uh, the home clock guy too. He was he was oh, a little slow to the trigger. Oh my god! Yeah, the, the triple the pump, the triple clutch, the triple clutch, clutch seconds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but hey, home cooking. That's why you have it. That's why you have home cooking. That's awesome. You got lots, um, all right, listen. Uh, unless unless there's anything else that uh, we want to throw out there, it's time to time to wrap it up. All right, Kawhi, uh, you can take this one away. Kawhi up top. Looks at the clock, turns the corner for the win!